Have you ever felt like you're running out of room for your life? Sue Boland helps you to establish margins in your overwhelmed life here on Probe. This week, we're looking at a very important book by the medical doctor Richard A. Swenson, Margin, How to Create the Emotional, Physical, Financial, and Time Reserves You Need. Dr. Swenson's thesis is that though scientific progress benefits us in numerous ways, it also brings with it inevitable pains that must be ruthlessly resisted if one is to live a balanced life, and especially a life that reflects Christian values and virtues. Margin is the space that once existed between ourselves and our limits. When we reach the limits of our resources and abilities, we are out of margin. Progress, contrary to our expectations, is like the old video game Pac-Man. It incessantly eats up margin. Progress and margin are often opposing forces. The author recognizes the pains of the past and acknowledges that life for previous generations was no picnic. Nevertheless, he amply illustrates the staggering number of challenges facing contemporary mankind, challenges that have no precedent in human history. The pace of modern life has been steamrolled by progress. As Swenson clearly points out, without minimizing the horrors of the past, Modern progress brings problems never before faced by mankind. Some of our problems are very different from those of the past, perhaps, but they are real, formidable problems just the same. A partial list of problems would include the speed of travel, the power of computers, pervasiveness of the media, business layoffs, vulnerability to terrorism, spiraling medical costs, numbers of teen mothers and illegitimate births, overcrowded prisons, environmental pollution, prevalence of divorce, disintegration of the family, and on and on. Never before have we had to face problems like this, and certainly we have never before had to face them all at the same time. As Swenson writes, Each item has played a significant role in making our era different from all those that preceded it. And when we factor in the interrelatedness of issues, the dimensions involved, and the speed of change, then unprecedented becomes too mild a word. This has been Probe with your host, Sue Bolin. If you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, or anxious, you need to get Lou Whitworth's free transcript, Margin. Just go to probe.org and join us next time here on Probe. In his book, Margin, Dr. Richard Swenson says that our problems have no precedent because of the rate of change. In the past, we faced a slightly upward pattern of linear change. Now we are looking at a skyrocketing pattern of exponential change in practically every area of life. Yet most of us still think and live with a linear mindset. Suddenly, we are encountering limits in our time, energy, health, finances, ability to concentrate, to care, to even feel. We are perilously close to burnout. Examples abound of life without natural boundaries. Once it was a given that the night was for sleeping and the day was for work. Now, a hundred years after the electric light bulb, whole cities never sleep. Sunday was once a day of rest. Nearly everyone had it one day off from work. 
now the boundaries between work and play and home and the office are so confused, some people can never relax or let down. Dr. Swenson asks, is there a critical mass of problems beyond which a society, or for that matter, an individual, will be destroyed no matter how wonderful the benefits it enjoys? If so, what is that critical mass? Are we approaching it? Have we reached it? He answers, yes, there is a point of critical mass. What that point is, we don't know, but clearly we are approaching it. The pain that progress has brought us is evident in three areas. First, we've lost ground in the social sphere as pressures have increased on all relationships, family, friendships, neighborhoods, community spirit, and church life. Second, we are often emotionally drained, we're stressed, angry, isolated, and frequently unfulfilled, and we don't know what to do about these problems. Third, we are spiritually weakened by the pace of life, the lack of community, lack of time and energy to cultivate our relationship with God and with our fellow man. This, Dr. Swenson says, is the price we have paid for progress. People today live with very high levels of stress. Stress is the nonspecific response of the body to any demand made upon it. Note that stress is not the circumstance, but the response to the circumstance. We normally think of such a crisis as the fight-or-flight reaction, which pumps adrenaline into our system, making us stronger and more alert. If these responses are occasional, there's little harm done. But if triggered too often or if we're stuck in a constant state of anger, rage, anxiety, fear, or frustration, we begin to overdose on our own adrenaline. This can bring about irreversible damage to the body and set it up for heart attack, stroke, cancer, and other diseases. Closely related to stress is overload. In fact, overload is a primary cause of stress. We must now deal with more things per person than at any other time in history, yet one can comfortably handle only so many details in his or her life. Exceeding this threshold will result in disorganization or frustration. The problem is not in the details. The problem is in the exceeding. This is called overloading. There are physical limits, and people have performance limits, emotional limits, and mental limits. The workload a 25-year-old athletic single man can carry may differ greatly from the load a 55-year-old man can carry if the latter has two teenage children and two children in college, dependent parents, and a wife in menopause. When such overload occurs, the person may experience anxiety, have a physical or nervous breakdown, exhibit hostility, slip into depression, or become bitter and resentful. So why do we overload? First, we're usually unaware of our overload until it's too late. Second, some people are too conscientious. Third, others get overloaded because their bosses are driven people who overload their employees. Generally, people don't intend to go down the path to overload. They just think that one more thing won't hurt. But if they are at or near overload, it will hurt. As Dr. Swenson says, learning to accept the finality and non-negotiability of the 24-hour day will help us avoid overload and excessive stress. 
Of all the areas in which we need margin, having adequate emotional energy is the most important because with emotional margin, one can work to gain the other margins. Restoring emotional margin is aided by cultivating our social and family support network. Serving others or doing volunteer work is proven to enhance and lengthen life. Extending forgiveness and reconciling relationships can stop the negative drain on our emotional stores. Cultivating a spirit of gratitude, a hopeful outlook, and love for God and our fellow humans is energizing, whereas their opposites are negative and debilitating. Finally, establishing appropriate limits and boundaries will help in maintaining emotional reserves. In Dr. Swenson's recommendations for gaining a margin in physical energy, he puts particular stress on the need for rest and sleep. America has now become a 24-hour society. Many of our cities never sleep and many businesses never close. People of all types, college students, policemen, nurses, taxi drivers, shift workers, and <laughs> mommies of young children may go long periods without a good night's sleep. Such people push or are pushed to their limits during the day and they push on into or through the night. Sleep deprivation has become one of the most pervasive problems facing the U.S. Unfortunately, the ability to go without sleep is sometimes a matter of pride for some. But sleep and rest are God's ideas, and we should not be ashamed of our need for both. Dr. Swenson strongly stresses the need for all types of physical exercise, but says that aerobic exercise for the heart will do more to establish margin and physical energy than anything else. He endorses exercise not only for its physical benefits, but also for its emotional and mental benefits. Clearly, time becomes a problem for a society like ours. The author suggests practicing saying no, turning off the television, practicing simplicity, and getting less done but doing the right things. Many of us need to make some thoughtful and hard choices. Why do we need to prune our time wasters? Because time is for people and relationships, subjects very near to God. There are many ways we can spend our time. We could pour all our energy into one part of our lives. We would probably have no extra margin since other parts of our lives had been sacrificed and in a condition of what Dr. Swenson calls negative excellence. At some point, all things being equal, we would become quite accomplished in a given area. The end result, however, might be similar to having one magnificently developed right arm attached to puny stooped shoulders, a scrawny left arm, and skinny weak legs. In his book, Margin, Dr. Richard Swenson suggests a different way. He suggests being willing to sacrifice excellence in one or two areas in order that no area be in a condition of negative excellence. That would be similar to the athlete who is toned and conditioned all over, but not overly developed in any one area. Envy is the enemy of contentment. Yet, because envy is the chief ingredient of advertising and the mainspring of political and social movements, it's difficult for many to see its destructiveness. We need to follow Paul, who learned contentment in whatever circumstance he found himself. The practice of contentment brings margin into our lives. The pain that progress has brought us is mostly in the area of our emotions, our relationships, and our spiritual natures. 
What are some additional steps to start dealing with the pain and achieving some margin? Well, first, thank God for the pain. The pain pointed out that something's wrong. Secondly, repent in a way that leads to permanent, tangible change. Third, prune activities and habits that waste time, sap energy, and stifle relationships. Fourth, cooperate with God. Bathe plans in prayer and leave wiggle room for yourself, your family, and people God may send your way. The road to health and blessing is the path of relationship. Love and relationships are hard work and sometimes costly because superfluous, unimportant things may need to be put aside. But the payoff is happiness, contentment, peace, and margin. I hope some of the things we've shared this week turn you from the path of overload and start you down the path of margin. <music>